Paz IM Radio with your co-hosts Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause IM Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Pause IM Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining, joined by Aaron Laxton. Aaron, how are you? All right, I'm calling back into the show. I seem to be having some issues. Are you there with me, Aaron? All right, it seems like we're having some technical difficulties, so we're going to take a short break, and I will be right back. in his area. Um, but the, uh, you know, the most important thing is that we get out, we, um, you know, we, we let the community know that HIV and AIDS is still on the, on the horizon and still in the landscape and that we're still here letting our voices be heard. Um, it's especially important, I believe, for our long-term survivors, um, to let them know that we haven't forgotten about them. Hey, Aaron, how are you? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm having some malfunctions again. <laughs> Got to get this situation checked out. But anyway, what I was saying was happy Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. I, I think I gained a couple pounds, like I was saying. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a vegetarian, so I didn't eat any of the turkey or anything like that. But uh, the desserts always seem to get me. Uh, what is it, the apple pie or the pumpkin pie? Well, you know, here in St. Louis, we have the ooey gooey butter cake. Um, if you've never had that, um, I, maybe I need to put one in the mail for you. But it was um, discovered during the uh, 1904 World's Fair, and it is everything and it sounds like it's it's just full of butter and love and and sugar. And I think I've had one of those. They sell them at the local Acme here in where shop right, and I believe that'll put on the weight for you. <laughs> It will, it will. Sweet. I, I, yeah, I, I, uh, in August, I switched to a vegetarian diet, um, and I dropped from 212 pounds to um, 177 pounds. So, you know, just cut all Good the pop you. out of my diet. No sugar. Uh, I'm not really working out that much, but, uh, you know, for those of us living with HIV, our waistline can um, 
could be bad for us as it broadens our mortality rate goes up so um yeah so it's good to good to be losing weight and um hopefully nobody out there had too much difficulty with um, political conversations at the dinner table actually that that actually really didn't come up at all until the very end it seemed but you know for the most part my family was i guess we didn't really talk about it but i assume they were kind of split down the middle with the election and it was you know it was nice to go there and not have that effect you know the right. family and the love like just going there i kind of felt lucky to have a family around me and you know it kind of made me realize that there's a lot of youth out there who may be hiv positive lgbt youth who don't have family to spend thanksgiving with so it kind of made me want to it like allowed me to reflect on my own family and made me want to get involved maybe in um you know uh, volunteering during the holidays for for the youth or something like that because you know <laughs> nobody wants to get left behind so right yeah i think it, it, it during the holiday season especially i think you know for my agency we typically talk about it being relapse season um, you know, this is where people start to isolate, especially, you know, people living with HIV. Um, if, you know, if people do not have good coping skills or they do not have a good support system, um, it can be pretty easy to slip into, you know, substance use, isolation, things like that. And so I'm always very mindful that for people living with HIV, the holidays can be really, really challenging to navigate um, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and I just, you know, it just made me grateful for the family that I have because they are very accepting of who I am and, you know, who all us as individual family members are. And I just think that's important, and I, I'm grateful for that. It made me really, you know, put that into perspective that I have an awesome family. and You know, I, I sometimes take that for granted. Right. Well, I think we all do. I, I, yeah, I, I think sometimes what's that saying? You don't realize what you what you had until it's gone. So, you know, I think the goal is to realize what we have before we lose it, right? Right. So did you just I'm excited. Uh, do family thing or friend thing? Uh, no, we did family. I don't do Friendsgiving. I know some people do that. Um, and so uh, didn't do that. And then, uh, uh, you know, Philip, my partner, and I got married on Black Friday. So that was... Uh, Oh, congratulations! Yeah. I did. How did I miss that post? Well, I, you know, didn't make a real big deal of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and then part of that is being spurred on by, you know, now that Trump is in the office, we don't know how long we're going to have those the ability to do that. And so, um, you know, he had been wanting to do it for a while, and you know, it just he he has a busy schedule with the theater. He is a director, and uh, and so. Yeah, it worked out well, and we had friends and family that came in for that, and it was a uh, it was a well, that's awesome cool cool event. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations! I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean nothing really changed. <laughs> no, you know every everybody's asking that. I don't feel any different. Um, you know, so life just goes on the way it is, and uh, I mean you guys have been together for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, for going on six years. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's been a good chunk of chunk of time. But See, right um, now I, I wish I had my bells and whistles. Um, bells sound and effects, whistles. so I could play it for you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
There you go. Well, I mean, you know, I I'm a real bashful person, so it's uh, you know, it's it's hard for me to be in the limelight. Believe it or not, I'm not. Uh, most <laughs> says the man who holds the the big bold red sign that says I am HIV positive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> oh, and um, well, and Black and Black Friday, we actually went and protested at a local mall. I forgot about that. Um, and so, some more anti-Trump kind of uh, protests, and that was kind of scary because we were in the suburbs of St. Charles, Missouri, which is uh, Trump country for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. What all? What, what else did you do for your holiday? I basically didn't do really any shopping at all. I kind of over that. So I just kind of enjoyed not going to work, not getting up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, being able to sleep until 6.30 is a, a blessing. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yesterday I stayed in bed all day. Um, and uh, I have one class left. Um, or no, I have a week of classes left. And so I'm you know, I have papers and stuff that's due this week. Um, but then I'll be off for a month, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, the other thing I did was my, she's plays soccer, and there's a, a tournament that she plays in every year. It's called the Parkwood Turkey Bowl, and I used to play in it when I was little. So um, it's kind of weird, but that she's involved in it. And so I went to her game yesterday. She actually won 3-2 scored three two goals out of the three so it was a really good game you know it's just fun to see i like you know the next generation growing up playing the same sport that i did having that passion i mean her coaches are people that i used to play soccer with you know what i mean when i was a kid you know we were now coaching her to that game um after the broadcast but i just want to wish her luck today if i don't that's awesome. Yeah, it's. I always. Uh, I know that you and your your niece are very close. So I always. It's been amazing over the last couple of years. You know, watching her get big, and. Uh, oh God, she's so old. <laughs> and, but by sheer nature, that also means we're getting old. Yes, I'm trying not to admit. I turned 37, and I was like, "Ouch!" Like I feel it's hurting me. Every year, like I'm forgetting my age. I don't know if it's on purpose. If it's something I do on purpose, or if it's just me getting older. I just don't know. People are like, how old are you? I'm like, I don't know. Like 30 something. <laughs> Isn't 30 something a good answer? You think? Well, yeah, 30, 37 is not too bad. I, I, I was telling someone the other day that I think 37 is the new 27. Sometimes I don't. You know, I feel younger than what I am. I, you know, I think thirty is amazing. So, um, I, I see that we have our guest on the line, and bring on to, to this afternoon. I was going to say tonight because I'm so used to it. He's so this afternoon's guest. This afternoon we have um, HIV activist Philip Christopher Baldwin joining us from the UK. Uh, he is a 31-year-old LGBT rights and HIV awareness activist. He was diagnosed positive in 2010 when he was 24 years old. He has went through an empowering process of acceptance surrounding his HIV status. He uh, writes a column for the Gay Times and the Huffington Post. 
and is an amazing man and in the middle of he's recently contributed to a book called the power of my faith so we're going to talk about that and all the work that he's doing now so please help us welcome Philip Christopher Baldwin to the show welcome to the show Philip. hello <clears throat> um uh, thank you very much for having me on the show well we're glad you're here thanks, thanks for, for joining on. us today um i was um i i i was really excited um that you um that you invited me to be on the show i think especially um at, at this time of year with uh with the run-up to uh to world aids day yeah we always like to focus the few shows around um the World AIDS Day, you know, because it's a special, we don't get that much acknowledgement throughout the year about the disease. So I think it's important that we do as much uh, broadcasting during, you know, the week of and the week before the actual event. So where exactly are you uh, calling from today to join us? Um, so I'm I'm calling from London. Calling from London. So how's the weather? <laughs> Well, Philip, what um, leading up to World AIDS Day, do you have any major events that are uh, that you're going to be attending or uh, you know speaking at? So, um, in in the UK, we also have our um, HIV testing week um, just before World AIDS Day. I think in in the US, you have your um, HIV testing week is is in June. Yes. So um, in 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 the UK, it's more or less a really really intensive um, two weeks. So it, it, it um, all um, everything really kicked off um, on on the nineteenth of November, uh, which is when HIV testing week started here. And sort of, um, I've I've been doing a a mixture of things. Um, I've been um, giving speeches in schools about HIV, uh, talking to young people about HIV, challenging preconceptions about LGBT people, about HIV, about faith. Um, I've given um, a speech at, at, uh, for a charity called Christian Aid. Um, I've had sort of uh, columns and blogs um, in Gay Times and the Huffington Post, which which has sort of um, discussed um, HIV, but um, but also really a, a, a lot of it has been about uh, encouraging encouraging people to go to go and get tested. Um, then in in the actual uh, run up to World AIDS Day now, um, I've got um, a, a few more uh, visits to schools. Then on on World AIDS Day itself, I'm going to be giving a reading um, at a church called St Anne's in Soho, um, which is more to um, I think I, I think World AIDS Day is about um, remembering people who have died of AIDS in the past, but also it's about hope. So um, the the service is going to be one of celebration as as well as remembrance. And then in in the evening, I'm attending um, a dinner 
uh, hosted by Elton John and David Furnish. So it, it, it'll be a nice end to a very busy uh, few weeks. Wow, that's incredible. Um, Phil, let's, let's sound really busy going on. Let's, let's go back a little bit six years ago to when you were diagnosed. So w when I was um, first diagnosed as HIV positive, it was a very difficult time for me. Um, um, I, I was diagnosed in 2010 when I was 24 years old. I'd um, just started working as a lawyer in, uh, in, the, um, in, in financial services. So um, I, I'd spent years uh, studying at university uh, to, uh, to become an attorney. And just as yeah, uh, all, my, all my dreams had, had come true, I'd um, landed this, this great job um, with, with a U.S. law firm, actually, uh, Whiten Case. And I'd, um, I'd been working with them about six months. And um, then all of a sudden, I, um, I, I found out I was HIV positive. I, I went to the, um, to the clinic over my lunch break from work, and it was, it, the news came as a complete shock. Um, I, I was um, really, uh, it, it, it felt as if someone had punched me in the stomach. Um, I was um, I, I was frightened for my future. I didn't actually know very much about um, HIV at the time, um, and it 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 took me um, a number of years really to come to terms with my with my HIV diagnosis. So, 2010. <clears throat> Yeah, so we were diagnosed pretty much around the same time. I was diagnosed in 2011. Um, and, and so can you tell us a little bit about that, that jump from here you are, that, that you know, scared um, individual, newly diagnosed, career in front of him, and, and then becoming that empowered? Was it a huge leap to then become that empowered uh, advocate and and to want to help others or how did that happen well um when i was um when i was first diagnosed um i i reached i i firstly reached out to the people around me um the 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 evening of my of my diagnosis i called one of my closest friends joe and he um, he sort of reassured me that things were going to be okay. Um, I was um, I I then uh, over sort of the the following um, weeks I told um, my um, my other sort of friends about it, and um, that really helped in that it started to give me some objectivity on what it meant to be to be HIV positive. Um, I, I I found though that um, it was very difficult for me to talk about being HIV positive um, at at work. Um, I um, 
to conceal my HIV status from my employer because I, I thought it would damage my career as an attorney. Um, so, for example, in, in 2011, I did a secondment to White & Case's New York office, and um, my, my career was very much sort of um, forging ahead, but I was having to hide my HIV status. And I, I, I thought this was a very sad thing because I'd spent my early 20s really um, growing into this out and proud gay man. Um, I felt um, in, in my early 20s that I, I now no longer had to hide who I was um, after um, experiencing LGBT bullying at school. So all of a sudden, I, I, I was now having to hide who I was um, in the workplace because I was having to hide my HIV status. Um, towards the, the end of 2012, um, that, so that's roughly sort of uh, two and a half years after I was diagnosed as HIV positive, I, um, I finally had the courage to tell my work colleagues about my, my HIV. And that was actually something really important for me because having the acceptance and support of my employer um, kind of made, made things much easier for me. Um, then in, in 2013, um, I, um, I was encouraged to, um, to speak um, more openly about what it was like being an HIV positive um, attorney, um, you know, working at an international law firm, because there, there, weren't, there weren't really uh, many people who were openly HIV positive in, in that sort of working environment um, in, in London. Um, I then um, got a blog on the Huffington Post. I'd, um, I'd, I'd already started working on a um, semi-autobiographical uh, semi book on stigma called Positive Damage, which uh, which discusses my journey of coming to terms with my with my HIV, um, and uh, from from that from that point things really began to snowball. Um, I've I've now got got a column in Gay Times. I um, I I finally left the left my um, employment as an attorney. Uh, at, at the beginning of 2015 to concentrate fully on my activism. I really feel like my activism is my, um, my true uh, calling. Um, I, I love what I do. I love talking about, um, about the challenges that I've faced and how I've overcome them. Um, and um, I, I feel that in maybe some very small way, if I'm able to to help other people and uh, and challenge uh, a stigma, you know, I I think that's 
that's something that's that's really important. No, it's it's uh, it's amazing that you've been able to um, to find that that balance um, with your your coworkers and your colleagues. Um, I'm really I'm really just really fascinated by hearing you talk and and remembering that at this time you were 24, 26 um, when you when you were able to finally disclose to your your coworkers. Um, and so I just think of the average 24, 26 year old. Um, and so that's really uh, I find a lot of strength in your in your story. Can you guys hear me? Hey, yeah. My um my my twenties were a um, very difficult time for me. Really, l looking back at that period, because I was um, I was very career driven, but at the same time I was you know trying to come to terms with um with my diagnosis as um as hiv positive um in in lots of ways um i'm um i'm really uh excited uh, about my 30s i feel d d during my 20s i i i really came to terms with my hiv diagnosis and um sort of commenced um this the, the the path that I'm that I'm on at the moment um around around my activism and um I I feel uh much happier um in 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 myself. Well and you should. I, I again I'm I'm just really struck by by your strength and and I'm wondering, you know, so obviously uh, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, here in, in the U.S. And and so, what is the stigma like there in the U.K.? Um, so for that, you know, 24-year-old newly diagnosed, is there a lot of stigma um, uh, there in the U.K.? I think um, it, it, it's interesting because I, I I've listened to um, to. Uh, uh, several of um, of your uh, radio shows online, and I I think they they're they're great. Something that that strikes me is you know there are there are lots of um, of of similarities in terms of of what we're campaigning for, whether it's prep or um, or challenging stigma. Um, there's there's still a lot of stigma. Around HIV in the UK, but it, it varies from community to community. So, as a gay man, um, I I I find that there is still stigma around being HIV positive within the gay community. But I I think. The, the gay community have been at the forefront of HIV activism for the past 30 years, really. I think gay men are one of the most empowered groups living with HIV. Um, but that there is still a lot of stigma which we need to challenge. Um, and an, an example of that stigma 
is, you know, I, that I, I, I didn't feel confident enough to to tell my my employer, for example, um, for several years about my my HIV status. I was in in lots of ways a very empowered um, young gay man, but the the, the there was still um, a, a lot of stigma there. Um, other communities are um, are affected by the stigma of HIV uh, uh, differently. Um, I hosted an event in um, in the Houses of Parliament in May on women and HIV. About a third of people living with HIV in the UK are women, um, and in lots of ways in the UK, I would say they're almost the silent face of HIV in that there aren't as many people advocating for their rights. Um, there are very few um, openly HIV positive women in the UK and um, the the event that I hosted in May was designed to draw attention to the issues that they face and um, and the stigma that they have to deal with so I, I think when it comes to HIV stigma um, it's still very um, very real um, it's something that I think as an HIV positive person uh, we we have to live with um, all the time. Um, I, I, I think um, different communities are impacted by it in, in to, to, to varying degrees um, but to, to fight it effectively we need to stand united and, um, and, and confront it. No, I totally agree. Uh, united and, and together is is how we're going to beat this thing. Um, one of the things that is really important to you is your faith. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that has helped you deal with your diagnosis um, and, and and why that is so important to you? So uh, about three years ago, I started to have a this really um, amazing journey with Christianity. Um, for, for many years, I was an atheist or an agnostic. Um, I, I didn't believe that a God existed or, you know, I, I didn't really think that it was possible to, um, to, 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 to say whether, whether there, there was a higher being out there. Um, but I, I, with the, um, with the, uh, the uncertainty in my life um, as a consequence of my HIV and I think also um, because of the, the long hours that I was doing as an attorney, um, I, I was in this sort of place in my life where I think I was quite receptive to faith and I, I started attending um, Church, uh, uh, churches in 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 London, and I, I've had a really really positive experience with Christianity. Currently, I attend a church where there are three um, openly gay priests, 
and we're, we're, we're sort of at the forefront of um, challenging not just the stigma around HIV, but also um, prejudice within, within the Christian community um, against uh, gay people. Um, the Episcopal Church in the US is uh, a little bit ahead of the Church of England. Um, the, the, the Church of England doesn't endorse same-sex marriage at the moment, um, whereas the Episcopal Church uh, does. And um, one, of the, one of the other strands of my activism is trying to, um, to encourage the Church of England to progress on LGBT issues and also to break down barriers between um, the LGBT community and faith communities. Uh, one of the charities that I do a lot of work with uh, uh, in the UK is a, a charity which helps young gay homeless people. And a, a lot of them are homeless because their parents have, um, have um, asked them to choose between their faith and their sexuality. They may become from families where Christianity or Islam is really um, central to their, to their lives and their, their parents maybe have a very um, conservative understanding of faith and they, they then ask them to choose between their faith and their sexuality. So uh, another uh, core strand of my activism is trying to break down the barriers between the LGBT community and, um, and, and faith communities. Well, I think that's amazing, your broad scope of uh, goals and aspirations. I think it's awesome that you are reaching out to all you know, of the, under the umbrella to get everybody under one big umbrella and kind of bring it together. Um, do you have a few more minutes to hang out with us? I know we told you we'd keep you on for a little bit. I just want to go to a quick break and, and, and come back with you. Do you have a few more minutes to hang out with us, Philip? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but that, uh, that's, that's great. Oh, perfect. Okay, because one of the big questions that people were tweeting us was asking if you were single. So we can get the scoop on all that information when we come back. And here is your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins. This is your HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Pause I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV Scoop. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Josh Robbins, and this is your HIV Scoop. All right, World AIDS Day is December the 1st, and tons of stuff is going on around just everywhere. Here's a few highlights that I know about. All right, first, Kevin Maloney of Rise Up to HIV will be hosting a Facebook Live from Niagara Falls, wherever the hell that is. That's very cool. And the Nashville mayor, uh, Megan Berry, has instructed city officials to turn the LED lights red on our big bridge downtown and on the courthouse. Very cool of her. The White House is hosting a special event this week in advance of World AIDS Day that is celebrating long-term activists as well as new social media ones like us here at Pause I Am Radio. But whatever you do, just make it memorable. 
Did you hear that a Westchester County dentist denied a woman dental treatment and tossed her from his office when he discovered that she was HIV positive? That's according to a lawsuit that was filed Wednesday. She claims the dentist then confronted her about having HIV. Allegedly, the dentist screamed at her and called her disgusting and a criminal, according to Lambda Legal. This should be an interesting court case, to say the least, but come on, people. Come on. Finally, Healthline.com is releasing their annual HIV Influencers Honors on December the 2nd, the day after World AIDS Day, and I'm pretty excited. Check out Healthline.com the day after World AIDS Day and click on the HIV section. It'll be front and center, or just follow me on social media at I'm So Josh, and it'll all be shared. I'm Josh Robbins. This is your HIV Scoop. And there you have it, the HIV scoop from Josh Robbins. Are you back with us there, Philip? I, I am, yes. Awesome, awesome. So there's your scoop from from Josh Robbins. What are your, your thoughts on that, Aaron? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to tweet at Josh, actually, and, and let him know when Ni- where Niagara Falls is. Yeah, that, that um, cracked me off. He's like, wherever that is. <laughs> Josh, we love Josh Robbins. But, yeah, so, you know, social media is, is kind of burning up, Philip. And the big question is, is this amazing guy from the U.K., which, oh, by the way, um, at, you, your accent, yes, 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 for days. Um, I love guys <laughs> with accents. And um, I, I, everybody tells me I have an accent, which just sounds hillbilly. But um, so is Philip single? Is Philip not single? Or is that not something Philip wants to talk about? Um I'm um, I'm single at the moment. Um, I found uh, when I was um, when I was in in my twenties, when I was working um, these sort of crazy hours as, as an attorney, and, um, and and really while I was sort of coming to terms with my HIV diagnosis, um, I I kind of struggled with relationships, to be honest. Um, I ended up having um, sort of quite, quite short relationships, really. Um, now, now that I'm in my thirties, um, I'm I'm kind of uh, looking looking to um, to settle down a, a bit. I, I I think, and I, anyway, I am um, I, I I recently filmed a dating show. In, in the UK, um, they unfortunately weren't, uh, or they 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 didn't find me my life partner. So I'm um I I'm I'm still single for the time being. Ah, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> so 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 let me ask you this: How have you dealt with disclosure? Um, you know, when you were diagnosed at 24, you know, that's kind of a young, vulnerable age. I was 21 when I was diagnosed. So I know like starting that conversation with people when you're first meeting somebody, how, how was that process for you? Um, for me, um, I, um, I try to be, um, as, as open about it, um, as, as, as possible, um, I, I suppose as, as an HIV activist, it's it's almost one of the first things that I tell people about myself. Um, but I I think um, you know it it can be it 
it can be very hard um, for for some people uh, to to talk about their HIV, especially when they're when they're first diagnosed. Um, and again, I I think that goes back to the stigma of um, of HIV. Um, you know, it's um, even within the gay community, it's not that easy to um to tell people uh that you uh, that you're hiv positive um there's there's always that 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 possibility of of rejection um i i think uh when from the work that i've done with women living with hiv i would say that um that for them it it, it can be even harder No, it's, uh, yeah, I think navigating that, uh, you know, that space, uh, I know for me early on, I had to, you know, I, I made the mis it was a mistake, but I, there was a, a person that I was kind of interested in that we had met out at, at the bar and the person came home with me and I disclosed obviously before anything happened, but I was in my home and the person did not respond well. And so I, from then on, my um, rule is that if I was to disclose, I would disclose in a public space so that it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't make me feel um, bad about myself because if they rejected me right off the off the beginning, then it wasn't a, a huge loss. So I think for our listeners and for you and, and for both Robert and I, we've, you know, I think that's a pretty important thing to learn when we're going to disclose, how we're going to disclose and then why, right? Because some people are not going to respond well, and we just have to accept that, you know, people accept news in all sorts of ways, and that's reflective of them, not reflective of us. And that's the truth. So, Philip, let me ask you this one question. For somebody who may be newly diagnosed in your area and may be looking for support or looking for some organizations to help them you know, deal with their diagnosis or, you know, get connected with uh, care or a doctor, um, what are some organizations or, or some places that you can point them to? Well, when when I was first uh, diagnosed as HIV positive, I um, I reached out initially uh, to, to my close friends, um, but sh shortly afterwards, um, I reached out um, to uh, to charities, I think there are there are um, some uh, peer support. Um, talking to someone else who is HIV positive um, after you've been newly diagnosed is really important, and um, uh, that that was something uh, which which really um, helped me um, in. Uh, in the UK, the Terence Higgins Trust, uh, Positively UK, and um, Positive East offer really good uh, peer support and mentoring programs. I think, uh, especially, you know, that in, in that first year after your HIV diagnosis, I think there's just so much to take in, whether whether it's uh, learning about about HIV, about how it's going to impact your life, 
um, dealing with issues uh, such as uh, disclosing your HIV status, um, issues around uh, employment. I think, you know, that's, that, that period after you've been diagnosed can be a really frightening time. So I, 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 would, I, would, I would suggest that um, reaching out to uh, two charities and uh, speaking to other people um, who are HIV positive is a really great thing to do. Well, Philip, if people want to find out more about you or they want to reach out to you on social media, um, how would they go about doing that? Um, so my, my website is www.philipchristopherbaldwin.com and my uh, social media handle is at Philip C. Baldwin. Is well, that Twitter, we, Facebook, Instagram, all that? Yeah, so the the um the Twitter and Instagram handles are, are both um at Philip C. Baldwin. Fantastic. We we look forward to your um uh your book that you're you're putting together, Positive Damage. And uh we definitely look forward to um all of the amazing work that you're doing. Um, we can't thank you enough for, for being on here today and uh, best of luck to you moving forward. Okay, Philip? Uh, uh, th thank you very much um, again for having me on the show. Um, I would say um, the time that I spent uh, living in New York uh, when I did my secondment there in 2011 was one of the happiest periods of my life. Um, you know, I, I think that um, the USA is a, um, a, a great country with, um, with some of the most handsome men in the world living there as well. So, you know, you're I'm, talking to I, two I, of I, them. I, <laughs> I, 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 I always uh, look, look forward uh, to, uh, to my visits to the U.S. Well, next time you're in the U.S., we're going to have to link up, or the next time I'm in the U.K., we'll have to link up. Okay, Philip? Uh, th that sounds great. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Philip. Wow, what an awesome guy. He's doing a lot of good work. He is, and uh, you know, I can't get over, um, you know, here is this uh, young man who is at the height of his you know, getting his career started and receives this news. Um, I always think it's fascinating to hear how people, um, you know, how they handle that, how they handle the news, um, and then what do they do with it, right? Because, like I always say, HIV can be as debilitating as you allow it to be, or in some cases it can be very motivating. Um, and it sounds like Philip really um, chose the latter and, and is really using his expertise um, and skill sets to to make the world a better place. Do we want to hear from a couple more people who are are doing the same thing? You want you want to just go ahead and play a couple positive messages now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's give the audience some uh, some positive some more positive inspiration. As if enough wasn't given from Philip, let's get some more from some of our amazing friends and uh, Kevin Maloney at Rise Up to HIV. Who who's up first? So you know Charles Sanchez. I. I'm going to let his positive message speak for itself. Here you go. 
Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. I love that song. It's Leslie Gore. I know that has nothing to do with HIV, but I always think it's nice to start with a song. Uh, my name is Charles Sanchez. I'm coming at you from New York City, and um, I was diagnosed with full-blown AIDS. In 2003, uh, my T-cell count was four. My viral load was through the roof. I had several opportunistic infections, and I was really sick and almost died. Uh, here it is 13 years later. I'm living in this fabulous apartment, and uh, my T-cell count is in a healthy range of like 760-something, and my viral load is undetectable. And although my life with HIV has not been a bed of roses or sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, um, I've had like two hip replacements due to avascular necrosis, um, and I've had some other, you know, crazy stuff. But my life didn't end. And HIV does not define my life. I am a son, a brother, a friend. I have a healthy sex life. I date. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I'm a, a director, a producer, and I'm HIV positive. And one of the things that I really believe is that you can't let HIV stop your life or stigma or fear. Stop your life. It is possible to live a full, wonderful life with HIV. I wrote a web series, it's a musical comedy web series with an HIV positive lead who, although he has issues, is not sad, is not sick, is not dying, and none of his friends or family treats him like anything less because he has HIV. It's this radical show. Anyway, the um, theme of the show, the, the tagline is, life can be positive when you're positive. And it's absolutely true, and it's absolutely what I feel and believe. So um, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, it's another cheesy thing, but something I believe. No one's told you that they love you today. I love you. Wow. It makes me smile. I, I've seen Charles's uh, work. Um, he also pals around with our buddy uh, Mark King, and uh, who uh, everybody knows Mark through My Fabulous Disease. Um, and, and, and so Charles is doing some amazing, amazing stuff using the, uh, you know, his craft to, to just get the message out to people that um, HIV doesn't have to um, debilitate you. It doesn't have to be anything more than just a health condition that, that we have. Yeah, we're going to have to get him on the show. I know. Like he'd be, he'd be, he'd be a, a, a fun time. I know. You know, Mark, they just had the HIV cruise, um, and every year I say that I'm going to go on that. Um, yeah, me too. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. Um, do you want to hear one more? Yeah, yeah. Let's get one more in. So this next one, um, uh, he's actually from down in uh, Josh's area of the country, down in uh, Tennessee, uh, and this is Y'all. Brady. Y'all. <laughs> Hey everybody, my name is Brady Morris. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, uh, when I was diagnosed as being HIV positive in 2009, I turned right around and tried to commit suicide twice because I thought my life was over. I wanted to just hide from life. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and it took one person coming to me and saying, Brady, I know that you were just recently diagnosed as HIV positive. I was just recently diagnosed. Can you help me? Can you show me, tell me what I need to do next? And that was my light bulb moment. I was like, I do have a purpose. I can help. 
um, and that's turned my life around. I have completely given my life over to service, to volunteer. And as a matter of fact, that diagnosis led me on a journey. And now I'm even in Africa doing <laughs> volunteering, working with children who have been open due to HIV and working with a local women's group, um, an HIV positive only women's group, um, which has been so, so fulfilling. So just because you have been diagnosed with HIV, it does not mean your life is over. There is so much more to keep living for. Stay strong. Love you guys. Say hi, everybody. This is what life is about. Wow. What you couldn't see is that Brady was at an orphanage in Africa. And and so there's about 50 kids that are, are all around him. And um, so, you know, if you haven't, and Robert, I know you still need to go over to Rise Up to HIV, um, make your minute, one minute, two minute video and uh, send that over. And Kevin will get that posted uh, stories from all over um, the world. And, you know, just like Brady just said, you know, he had a really tough way to go whenever he was first diagnosed. So all sorts That's of amazing. stories. Yeah, that was just awesome to hear him there, and I just cause like you know, like you said, some people don't realize these audios are from videos, you know, that are for Ryzen's positive Ryzen, Rise Up to HIV's positive message campaign, and they have to go see. So go to RiseUpToHIV.org, check it out on uh, Facebook, Twitter. I have to look at more of them because I, I think I'm missing out on a lot of good hope, a lot of good positive message. I need to look at more of those often. He should create an app or something that like can send a positive message every day to somebody. Yeah, let's do it. Ideas. <laughs> Ideas. So listen, I, I, I do want to um, put out a little like casting call, not a casting call, but like, you know, we're looking for guests to come on and share your story. So if you're living with HIV or doing amazing work in the HIV community, we want you to come on and share your personal story with us. Um, next, week we're going to be speaking i believe almost 98 percent sure that we're going to be speaking with uh wanda um moss so i'm excited to have her come on and share her story and um next month actually I just, uh, we're going to feature all women so i'm going to have three women come on next week next month i'm sorry next month because actually christmas falls on a sunday and so does new year so there won't be two shows for two weeks so the next three shows, we're going to have some amazing, positive women, and I think it'll be great. So if you want to share your story, contact us here at Pauline Radio at yahoo.com. And that's about it. I want to thank our guest, Philip Christopher Baldwin, for joining us this evening. Aaron, thank you for running the show and, and, and being awesome, as usual. Well, thank you. All right. Let's get out of here. Peace, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Paz I Am. You can listen to us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we bring you your weekly dose of hope. Join in the conversation on social media, Paz I Am Radio, and at Aaron Laxton. And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh as he brings the HIV scoop of the week. Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign from Rise Up to HIV, be sure to do so. For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much.
If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive.